0: You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts.
1: Wes McDowell in Chicago.
0: Mikel Morrison in Seattle,
1: Nick Longo in Los Angeles. (laughs) All right, and we still have Mikel. We thought for sure you'd be uh, on on baby duty by now, but uh, he's you're gonna have to evict. It sounds
0: like (laughs) I know. It's like she's stubborn and a pain in everyone's ass already. It's like all signs. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. But it's funny. Please? I had a checkup on, you know, on Wednesday, and I walk in there, and all the staff was like, "What the hell are you doing here with that tummy? You should be out in the sunshine enjoying your newborn right now." <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> well, we're we're happy to have you here with us today. We thought you might be uh, having to take some time off. So glad. Yeah, no, it's us.
0: fine. I can It's this is going to sound awful, but. Oakley's got a school performance tonight. His first t-ball game tomorrow, and so I don't want to interrupt any of that. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, hold
1: on, you just stay cozy oh, in
0: there, girl. We uh, we'll, yeah. we're happy to t- have you next week.
1: <laughs> just sit tight, sit there tight. You go. Yeah, very good, nice. So, uh, what else? You guys up to anything interesting work wise? <clears throat> um, yeah, on the
0: design front. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's going on with you? I've got a really important meeting later this afternoon to kick off brand new projects.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just came back from one, so we're, there you we go. Are, we are perfect for today. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, that sure. always
0: feels good, doesn't it? It does. I mean, yeah,
2: feels fresh. What's yours? Yeah, What's yours says.
0: like? Nick?
2: Oh, it's a new company. I'll tell. I can talk more about it when we uh, um, when we get into our topic. But they're about a year and a half old, and uh, need some help getting into some more retailers. They're a food packaging company. So, um, but cool. it's, it's always neat to be able to talk about the things that like you really, uh, feel comfortable about. And I think that's a big part of what mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up later today. So, um, but it was interesting, fun and good group. Like I love when chemistry's great. When you sit down with people for the first time, you know, that, that's all, yeah, that, me too. that's all I'm looking that's for huge. on day one, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so much better than the the other possibility, which is no chemistry exactly. at all. Exactly. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a few of those in my <laughs> past. And I'm they... Never again. Just I like know. yeah, those are yeah. You can you can kind of tell something in their voice almost like. You can over the phone.
0: Especially Um, in hindsight when you don't want to admit it to yourself. Yeah. At first.
1: Yeah, at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're like, I just need this new
0: job.
2: (laughs) I need this new client. (laughs) Then you meet and you're like, I was right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
1: But like most of my clients are very like I love talking to them on our weekly sync meetings. We have you know, they seem excited about the project. I've got one client right now who every time I get on the phone it's like, Hey, how's it going? He's like, It's okay. it's it's always oh like, gosh. It, he always sounds so down oh. about every part of the process. Oh, that's gotta oh be gosh. miserable. Dude, like, yeah, it just it's hard to even get on those weekly sync calls with him, Honest, to, to be oh, honest
0: with man. you. Oh,
1: well, But it's almost wrapped good. up. So there we good, go. Good, good, okay, good, good, good. good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's <sighs> nice. Yeah, that can, but that's anyway. a, like a, a client Debbie Downer type of mm-hmm. approach for sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like I need that horn sound effect to kind of cut, like, every time he <laughs> says anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not to give him a hard time. He's he's a good guy, but it's just, like, it just brings the energy down every time. So
0: Sure. But
1: anyway, live and there learn, you go, right? Man. So, yeah. But before we get into the episode, I do want to remind everybody, um, thank you guys for continuing to listen, and if you're new to the show... We're glad to have you. Um, the best thing you can do for the show is to um, go on iTunes or go on wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a review. Um, I want to ask for a five-star review, but I'll settle for an honest review. So um, <laughs> whatever you want to say, you know, it all, it all helps us get found by new people and that allows us to keep on doing this show. So uh, get on that. Cool. And if you want to get <coughs> access to all the classic episodes, um, that are not in the podcast feed currently, you got to go to the deependesigncom slash classics and, uh, basically just pay with a tweet or a Facebook post, and then you'll get access to the entire back archive. Nice, so man. you'll have lots of listening to do there. We,
2: we should also say, I think in the last few months, we've gotten quite a good amount of new followers on Instagram and we got to maybe do better on keeping up to date with stuff there, but, um... Every time I sign on, I see a great amount of new new people following. So thanks for that as well.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's, we're we're deeply graphic on Instagram, exactly. right? Exactly. Yep, you got it. Okay, you can tell how much I'm <laughs> I know. Both of <laughs> us, I know
2: we're we're all like, oh
1: yeah, that we're on Instagram. Sorry about that. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: If you follow us, we promise to do better. So do that. And um, yeah. So this episode is going to be all about um, how we onboard new clients, which is you know, kind of an interesting thing to talk about. And it's it's a good way to get things kicked off on the right mm-hmm. foot whenever you get a new client. So um, this is going to be interesting. I'm sure the three of us have very different processes yeah. for doing it. Um, it's all about the process. So you'll get to hear three different methods and yeah, uh, borrow from, from those what you want, which sounds good to you. But before we get there, let's talk some fresh books, baby. fresh books. We love fresh books. Um, you know, what What can we say about fresh books that we haven't already said? Um, basically, it just takes that weight off of your shoulders to, um, you know, because we're designers, we're not accountants. We do not want to take time out of our day to do the accounting part of our job, yeah. right? We just want to send out the invoices so we can get paid uh, without giving too much thought to it. And fresh books really lets you do that so easily. You put in your logo, you put in your brand colors, uh, you set up a client within just a, less than a minute, like 30 seconds, you set up a new client, you you put in the, the amount, what the job is, and you send it off, easy as that, and the cool thing is, most of these invoices get paid within one business day when you use FreshBooks, that is their stat, uh, they've kind of walked me through that, and it's, it's a pretty staggering statistic when you consider most... Of the you know the old other other methods people use like you know oh, mail we, mail we have a net ninety yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so one business day is pretty good if you ask me um, and then they do send up those follow up payment reminders so if they don't pay on time yeah. it just it's an automatic email sent out you don't have to have that awkward conversation um, because that can really kill a relationship sometimes so let FreshBooks take care of that for you and they've got multi-currency currency invoicing if you work with clients from other countries. Um they've got a mobile app which is awesome you can take pictures of your receipts uh and all that stuff and it keeps track of all of it for tax time which is amazing cuz you know we're coming up on tax time now. Yeah, that was, I don't know that, was that was me that I was me not.
2: on Tuesday and thank god I'm telling you man even my accountant was like I am so glad you have this. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, it just can, makes it easy. To it's so you nice too, to just when you pull me- up reports. When you measure it up to all the other expenses that we have, you know, this is your time where you capture all your expenses for the year. It is the smallest expense on my list for the full year. Yeah, and yet it's doing all the work for you. So it's so yeah. worth it. So worth it.
1: Absolutely, and I'll do even What's one better. That? It's even less of an expense for 30 days because uh. it's 30 days unrestricted free trial, yo. yo. So go to freshbooks.com <laughs> slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how do you hear about a section. Again, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how do you hear about a section for 30 free days. Perfect. All right, on with the show. So basically, we're talking about how we take on new clients, how we onboard them. So um, who would like to kick this off and go first? Who wants to Ooh. tell how you... What do you think? Mikkel? Any takers? You want to go?
0: Um, no. <laughs> I want to piggyback today. Pure, okay. pure honesty. I can go.
2: Go for it.
1: <laughs> go for it, Wes. <laughs> I can go. All right. So it's a process, yes. right? So basically, it's it's not just as simple as you get a phone call they say yeah let's go and then you're off and running there's there's steps involved here so um, yeah
0: that's my problem with starting this conversation just now is where do i what road you, do you where start you start yeah. and and every scenario it seems to be different which is a good thing but they're not onboarding is not all apples to apples not at all my well, at least my our contact
1: yeah, it it kind of is for me for the most part. Um people tend to find me it's, I I tend to kind of have the same funnel um where mm-hmm. I find, where most people find me. So it it's worked out well that way, but it's not always the case. But mm-hmm. I I I learned a few years ago how important having a process is so I don't have to reinvent the wheel every yes. time. So I try to really kind of I I try to keep everything very process oriented. So um, what I'm going to cover here def- definitely covers a, you know, 90% of my clients. So, Great. um, and the first step is, you know, someone finds me either through my website or through my YouTube channel. It's mostly that these days. Um, and then they set up a consultation call. So that's my CTA. Am I all over my website? It up, you know, they basically schedule it right on the website with Calendly. So then I call them at the the appropriate time that they've specified they've chosen and the purpose of this call is just to assess if they're a good fit or not. Do I want to work with them, and do they want to work with me? Mm-hmm. That's kind of um, the, the main goal of that call. And if, and if I determine that it is a good fit, what I do is I pitch discovery as the first step. Um, I don't ever – because that's the way these jobs work now with, with me – It's never um, go right into a project because everything starts with discovery. It's all web projects for me. I know you guys do different kinds of facets Mm -hmm. of projects. Um, For me, it's pretty much all web, all websites all the time. So it's discovery. Pitch them that. Let them know what's involved in it and what the benefits of it are, which is we come up with a strategy. So we're not just designing you a website. We're coming up with the strategy that it's based on, that allows you to actually get more customers or clients out of it. So pitch that, let them know the cost of it. Uh-huh. It's, it's not a free discovery. It's a paid discovery because what they're getting, you know, and you have to pitch it. You have to kind of, you know, shape, you have to pitch it in the way that it's not, you're not, they're not paying for a discovery. Cause like, what do they get out of yeah. that? What they get out of it is the plan. For mm-hmm. what they need it's basically they get that creative brief and i tell them at that point you can uh hire us to bring that to life for you or you can <coughs> shop it around if you'd like to do that or you can take what we put in there and do it yourself if you have an in-house team whatever you want to do with it but it will come with a um you know a proposal and a price in there that lets you know how much we would charge to do yeah. it yeah that's the first step. Um, you know there's a sticking point here because paid discovery can be a hard pitch for some people. Um, I when I yeah. started, yeah, when I started, it was free discovery. So we would go through all these steps, all these meetings and a lot of time on my end to put this together more or less as a selling tool. So it would be free and then at that point, they could still do whatever they wanted with it. They could shop it around or they could hire me. There was a much higher um, agreement rate on that, as you can imagine, because it's free. Um, However, I started seeing like, and most people did go for it for the full project at that point, I should say. Um, But I kind of liked the idea of getting people to, but what would happen is a lot of people that would agree to it would, um, End up not showing up for the calls, yeah or would kind of go missing because they had no skin in the game, yeah, there was no and deposit putting or anything, up yeah right, okay. and if I'm putting all this time into it, um I want to know that you're on board as well um so it's 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 up to you in that way you can charge for it or you can choose not to. I recommend if if you're new to the doing this kind of deep discovery um you do it for free to start until you you know you're really providing something of value and then once you're confident in that then you can you know step it up baby step it up to have it being paid discovery um so anyway you know but people want to know when you're pitching this exactly what they'll get and that's the thing another sticking point too because it's hard to tell people because everyone is the same like well if i'm paying for this what exactly is in that document Mm -hmm. and it's and I always tell them, it's hard to tell you exactly what's going to be in that document because it's different for every company. That's why we do it. But what will always be in that document is the plan of how to get people to your site, no matter what that is. And then the the site structure, like what pages are necessary, what um, messaging should be included on the important pages, all that good stuff. And then what the basically the overall online sales funnel is getting people to your site, convincing them. And then what happens after they've gone to your site. Um, And some people, um, particularly people who don't have big budgets are scared by this because they want to know I'm going to have this and this and this for SEO and this and this and this for Facebook ads and this, you know, and I can't do that because maybe you don't need SEO. Maybe you don't need Facebook ads. Um, So it's, it's a little bit of a leap of faith for some people. And the people that do go for this are basically the clients for me. So anyway, if they commit to that on the phone, uh, I try to get them to commit to it on the phone because if I let them just think about it, guess what? You never hear back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things. So that's another, like it's going to be a common theme with all these kind of steps I'm going through you really want to try to get that verbal con- verbal yes or no on the phone um, without being sleazy about it and like high-pressure tactics. It's really not about pressuring them. It's just about giving them a very clear, would you like to get started with this? Mm-hmm. And they still may say, I want to think about it. Most probably will, but you should ask them. Don't, don't ever end the call by saying, well, I'll let you think about yeah. it have a little bit you know, more definite answer. Yeah, you know, you know where to find me. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't say that. You want to ask. Yeah, ask for the business basically. Like once you've pitched it, ask for it. And they'll probably still say they want to think about it, but anyway, you've asked. Yeah. Um so basically, uh if they agree to it, you schedule those discovery meetings. That's I mean, I that's what I do. So on the phone, we we set set, uh, set out all three discovery meetings. Plus the solution presentation, so it's basically four meetings on the calendar we schedule right then and there. Then I send the invoice for the discovery uh, and let them know this needs to be taken care of. You know, forty-eight hours before our first meeting. If not, we're going to have to reschedule mm-hmm. it. So it's just a matter of setting that expectation. Um, and then you you go you show up for all the meetings. You know whether that's Probably not in person these days. It's usually on the phone for me. Could be on Skype, whatever that is. So I do all three meetings, to get all the information I need, and then I take about a one about one business day to write out that solution, uh, what I call the solution web solution roadmap uh, document, which is about ten to fifteen pages usually, um, just outlining everything that we've that we recommend for them based on what we found out during discovery. And at the end of it, I include a proposal price of all the different elements. I break it out into the different phases and different, uh, you know, categories. Mm-hmm. And then so then we do the solution presentation where I walk them through all of the the document. I don't read it to them, but I kind of break out the highlights and I have them follow along with it on their own end. So they're not just listening to me. They're seeing it as well. Um and then the price at the end, and then again, I ask them, so how does that sound? Would you like to get started on that again, you wanted to get that verbal yes or no um And I find most people um will say yes at this point it's about half- actually it's about half and half saying, "I need to look this over versus yes, got it. I've never had anyone say no <laughs> you've lost me here <laughs> not saying it won't happen, but it hasn't yet. Um, and then, so again, just leaving them to think about it just lowers that success rate. So, um, and if they say yes, either if it's at the end of that call or later, you know, a few days later, um, and they say, yeah, we, let's, let's go for a West. I, I, I say, cool, that's great. So two things are going to happen now. I'm going to send you the deposit invoice, which is 50% of the project amount and the online agreement, which you need to sign. And I send that out with right signature. So it's basically just a PDF of the entire um, roadmap success roadmap document. Then at the end of it, I add um, all my terms and conditions and I send that whole thing off. They sign it. So once I get those, once I get the deposit and the, and the agreement signed, then we set up our kickoff meeting. So this is where the real onboarding kind of begins is in that kickoff meeting. So basically um, the goal, oh, before actually, sorry, before we do, uh, sorry, okay, so I invite them to the meeting, Mm -hmm. but before we have the meeting, um, there's a few things I do. So I I set up the project on Basecamp, and we've talked a lot about Basecamp on the show, but I have basically a project template that I can just copy and paste from project to project lightly modify it as, as needed for different things but I set it up and then I invite them to it and then I invite my contractors that I know I'm going to use on the project to it as well. Then we have our kickoff meeting. Uh, so the goal there is basically to you know if, if if there's anyone on their team that I haven't met yet, um we'll kind of I'll we'll meet them as well. Um and I introduce them to Basecamp and let them know that this is how we're going to have all communications going forward. Um, not, you know, we, what we want to do is break away from email and phone calls, except for scheduled calls, which I'll get to in a second. Um, so we want to have all communications in one place on Basecamp. So I'm going to, ha- I'm going to assign you to-dos whenever I need information from you. Um, so you'll just put it there and you'll if you need to ask a question or whatever just put it up as a discussion on Basecamp. and the way i do this to not sound like i'm being a taskmaster like you're not to email me (laughs) it's basically the way the way i couch it is that way everything's in one place and it just keeps everything nice and organized for everybody so it's it's about kind of Giving them the benefit of it rather than just imposing a rule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I do still have people who will send emails, and I've told you about yeah, like to like, that. Yeah, I've had people that are like not into
0: me. the project management system by any means. It's over their head, it intimidates them. They don't want to start something new and they prefer email. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as much as it's our yeah. way to, be you know organized and amongst all these different accounts with different support team members and clientele point of contacts, it kind of throws you off when that's mentioned. But um, and, and you know it's always kind of a bummer. But I, yeah, you have to accommodate. You can't just say no. Nope, you got to use this. Learn it, please. Yeah. Thank you. I don't
1: know. I I don't know. I might, Mikkel. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Just no, because, if they're a really like,
0: good point of contact, and yeah, I, get, it, it I get a lot on of who they are. I get yeah. a lot of um, referrals, and I don't want to mess with that relationship, so I will sure. absolutely bend over a little bit.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I I would have to think about that a little bit, just because I know um, I, I think that would for me that might be kind of a a red flag of other things to come, of like, oh, so you're you're really trying to like. I don't know because no, I the way yeah the way, you think, mean like the control it,
0: control yeah, yeah the power way I play it stuff to them
1: is yeah a little bit yeah one I can argue I'm what you're doing saying. a power play by having them on the system but the way I look at it and the way I would explain it I think is you know we've run a lot of web projects before you may not have you're not in that business you're you're not in the business of making websites we've done it a bunch and we've done it all different ways. This is the way that keeps everything moving. Um, if oh, we yeah. Do the you other can way, argue
0: all the but, advantages to these. I mean, I'm yeah. a I'm a Trello whore. That's what I use in place of Basecamp. <laughs> and yeah. I have a very top-notch dependent developer that just does does not want to use this. He doesn't work that way. He doesn't want to use it. So you just adjust. Very strange. It's, yeah. it's not the end of the world.
1: No, I just like to have things in one spot, but it's up to you and it's oh, up to everybody's sure. own like what they're willing to to do and what they're not willing to do. But and I, yeah, I would have to say like I'd have to weigh it out like okay, is this a client is everything else amazing about this client yeah. that this doesn't kind of it's worth it. You know, it's worth the extra money. M- get move. my gears in a to a standstill, yeah. But it's up to everybody's own uh own judgment I guess there. So Anyway, so the the goal then of the kickoff is to introduce them to Basecamp, and uh, the other big thing is to schedule a weekly sync meeting, which is one of the newer things that I have been doing the past few years ever since I started the Basecamp thing, um, which I find to be extremely helpful to keep... Because the old way, I would start a project, and then we would kind of just go and we would there would just be periodic emails here and there, and there would be kind of a trail off in communication. Um, But now what we do is we schedule with every client a weekly, like 10 or 15 minute meeting, same time, same day, every week, you know, unless there's something that comes up on their end or whatever. But that way we know every week we're talking at this time and I'll let you know where we're at, um, any blockers that are standing in our way, anything we're waiting on from you, it um, just basically a state of the union every week, letting them know where we're at with the project. And I find that those two things together really keep things moving nicely. Mm-hmm. So that's my, oh, and then I start assigning them tasks at that point, And then we're off. That's mm-hmm. it. That's my onboarding. And now they're in. <laughs> they're in. Buckle up. indoctrinated oh yeah hold on to your hats fellas
2: keep all (laughs) your hands and arms inside (laughs)
1: Right. that's killer feels like a roller coaster sometimes i get it so yeah
2: i think that it's so neat to hear other kind of paths here because it is like you said at the beginning it's we're going to be so different on this and it really depends on how your business has become and what you do and you know i i wish mine was as like focused and like um uh, process driven as yours, it's a little all over the place. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. But um, yeah, it's always good
1: to hear that, you know. Yeah, I just like to have a process. I I think it 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 helps. You know, it helps keep everything kind of compartmentalized in my own brain a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. And it takes a while to find a process that works. You're right. Um, I I happened I did that boot camp thing a few years ago, and it taught me a lot of this stuff. Um, and I've. I've I've held on to it because I just feel like it definitely, I don't know, it, it just adds a little bit of stability to every client. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So where are you at with it, Nick? Um, I
2: was writing. I I wrote down some notes for this because I was like, I really wanted to kind of see if I even, you know, w- where there were some holes and what I was doing because I was like, it's been a while since I've kind of like reviewed it, you know, but. I could Mm -hmm. say from the last year or two and a lot of our talks on the podcast and things I've been hearing from other people, I'd say I do have a bit of a process. There is something in mind, but it it has to stay flexible because everyone who comes – they either come through a different funnel, right? So there's like – I identified four. Basically, they either come through a a referral, and that could be anyone, right? That could be everyone from a friend of a friend to what I call like super referrals, like people who – we are in partnership together with, and like, I recommend them; they recommend me. We maybe work in the same, like, maybe an architect of a restaurant or a packaging company <clears throat> that I worked with in mm-hmm. the past. So there's that nice funnel of people. Second is like just the inquiry; anyone that comes through, like, uh, mostly on LinkedIn or through the website. The third for me is like the self-initiated ones—the things that I. I too like once a year I really try to shoot for one big goal and I try to make the introduction and I do all the you know the sales uh for it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the in-person one. And the in-person one is really getting to be a big one because if you do the things that we've all kind of explained and like go to different networking events or trade shows or the things that get us away from our desk, I'm finding that the in-person ones have been, been um kind of becoming more and more frequent, which is really great because you've already met them and you've already had a great talk with them, let's say, and now it's your job to kind of bring them on board and and make them a client, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Because you have a little bit of data now to kind of start figuring out. So some of the things that I've done, like I'll use this in-person one as an example. Um, We met a week and a half ago at a trade show, and what was great was I didn't come off immediately and say like, wow, let's talk branding but we just talked a little bit, huh. right? You know, he's like, him and the the, the the team kind of were like, oh, you should try some of the the food. It's, we're giving out samples and everything. And um, he saw my badge and saw that I was a uh, professor at a school, and he's like, oh, what do you teach? And I told him branding. So I was like, boom, we're in. <laughs> you know, Let, let's yeah. see what happens. And um, what was so nice was the guy instantly, like, pulled me aside and was like, all right, I want an honest opinion, and you could be... You can be totally honest. What do you think of my branding? And then I was like, boom, num- <laughs> <Dangerous> number <question. laughs> two. I'm like, he needs, he, there's, yeah, and yeah, part of me was thinking and I wrote in my notes, like listening is the first thing when it comes to any way a new client comes to you. If you're not, you can't really respond until you get all this, these key elements from them before you want to give your your sales pitch, you know? And mm-hmm. so- I immediately told him a few pointers that I was like, I love that you did this. And I think this was a, maybe a great thing, but what you should do is maybe evolve this and change that. And I think it just needs a, an overall strategy, you know, um, going back to like what you were saying, what discovery and all these other things do, uh, bef- having a, a pure goal in mind before you you even talk about an estimate or a design or get into something is really, really important. So they gravitated to that. And, Um, what was great was I had not only my business card, but I had, uh, we were both on LinkedIn and we were using, I think we talked about this before, but LinkedIn has this great thing where when you have it on, on your phone app and you hit the button, the little squares next to the search bar, it will actually read somebody else's, um, uh, LinkedIn, uh, uh, what do you call it? Profile. And you're LinkedIn like almost wirelessly, which is really, really cool. So Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it was, you don't even have the other person doesn't even have to be on the app. If the app is in the background, it will link. So we instantly had all of our connection. They emailed before yes. I could even follow up and we had our meeting this morning and it was so great because I think what was neat was like having a little bit of time to kind of prep. And what I did was I just kind of made sure I had everything kind of buttoned up, right? Website is always the, the key spot that they're going to check you out on. Um, The things that I want to kind of like show about my process and things were I gave them my questionnaire in advance. So when we met this morning, they had already gone through my brand questionnaire that kind of kicks off if we get a green light, the discovery that we're going to do. So we did that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just having those things ready to go for these either impromptu things or if someone emails you, you want to have something – I think it's nice to have either two or three PDFs that are more geared – like are customized. So with this guy being a food and retail packaging branded package, I have a PDF that was ready to fire back to him immediately and say, here's some stuff in depth beyond my website that might help you feel like I'm the right person to come on board with this. You know, So Mm -hmm. we did that, uh, and it really proved to be great because today not only was something – uh, very positive and we, we landed it and we're we're about ready to start it on Monday. But I think it was just being able to kind of like look like you're relevant. You have great case studies to show that talk about clients that are very relative to them. I think he said, it was great that I looked at your site and I saw that there were three or four great options that were right up our alley. So when he tried to show the st- mm-hmm. stakeholders, they thought, oh, yes this team looks like they're right on there. So I felt, I felt much more confident. I think we had all of our collateral kind of buttoned up. So that looked great. And, um, and now just to kind of go to the next step, what I'm, what I'm doing for this process of kind of onboarding them is we set up a Dropbox. That was the first thing. They have a lot of collateral that they want to send over. I'm putting together my proposal as we speak, you know, this morning on FreshBooks and got everything kind of, really nice too because of the way we can package it up right i had something very similar in the past use that as the model and the best feeling i could tell you because we've we met face to face and i know the three of us really emphasize this a lot was i'm coming back and feeling more confident about what i'm going to charge in this estimate than probably any other proposal in the last year just because we were face to face these guys just left going wow this is so we're so excited about our rebrand And that to me gives me so much confidence that now I feel good putting this back to them going, we're worth this. This is what, you know, sometimes we feel a little bit like maybe we're not good enough for a lot of this stuff or Mm -hmm. we're a little apprehensive of like kind of, you know, going after a big client. Hold so on, it felt on, great. I'm, going to tell um, these I'm po- guys putting I this together now. Um the the next thing we would do is make sure that the proposal mm-hmm. and the Sorry sp- to interrupt oh, yeah. you
0: Nick. I got I got to break away for just a, a couple minutes. Oh yeah. So I'll be back. What?
2: Okay. Baby alert? Okay. Uh-oh. I know. Yeah. Stormwatch 2000. We're going to have baby watch <laughs> <Yeah. in> 2000. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put it, we'll make a graphic for it just in case. <laughs> um so the the once it's all kind of I really want to make sure that the proposal and everything that we put together I've been getting really good at making sure it's it's so detailed and so itemized to the point where when they see that that number at the bottom they're understanding how it took to get there and also I don't want them to think that they can, I'm just going to give them some pretty design that doesn't have any substance or strategy behind it so how you get there are a lot of those steps that you really itemize and put together. And make sure they're there. So some of the questions I'm asking them like right now to make sure that we're not only good, but we can go to the next step in this process is really seriously, what are their expectations? What problems do they feel that they have right now with either their current brand or let's say whatever position they're in, whatever phase they're in right now? I make sure that we talk about what is the scope of the work because like different from maybe yours, Wes, is mine can change with every single job, right? One person might be like it's, it's a trade show booth. So there's – and then there's timing. Maybe they have time or maybe they don't. So my scope of services is going to fluctuate almost every time. I can, I can have a, yeah. a generic thing that's ready, but I have to maybe do a little bit of customizing it per, per project. Because some, some might say it's only packaging. Some might say it's only branding. Some might say uh, it's just a social media kind of like strategy, whatever it is. I'm going to change it. But we have plenty now to know where to pull from. I can pull a, a model from the past and kind of make it. So that has helped me and my process be a lot faster, I think, too. You know, um, cool. We talk about budget. I do want to make sure that um, we are a good fit and we know we're in the right scope. Uh, I think I've gone too far into the process before talking budget, and then we either shocked them, or they just disappeared, and it goes and we were ghosted. So, I like to talk yeah. about it up front, you know, for sure, and then timing. I think that's also the key thing. In the last two months, I, I've worked on nothing but stuff that was needed in like a week, and that's driving me absolutely crazy. So, I'm trying to make sure we're thinking more long-term. We're like, do we have at least a month to two months to kind of help execute this? Um, so, those are my, those are kind of those questions that I'm asking at this point. And once that's all kind of put together, the brief is put together, we do, that's based on this, the questionnaire that we were given. Then I give them the timeline and the ethos. And the ethos is kind of like the summary of all this put together, right? It's kind of the, what we have found out, what we are agreeing upon, mm-hmm. what is the new strategy, and even down to like a keyword, like, I think this has been really helpful is like we strategize to the point where now I want to make sure there's a, there's a word that is the filter of anything we're going to do for this brand. Imagine that brand is running through a machine or a filter that is going to like either, you know, like right now we're thinking of this, this word of being a very adventurous brand. Like, so if I use that as an adjective, everything that we're going to do for this brand is going to be adventurous or curious or, um, uh, uh, you know what I mean, and and that way it gives us. Yeah, no, it's a. It's smart. Yeah, and it's almost like a great example was a, a, some someone who did the the uh, the branding for Pinkberry. You know, when that before that exploded and became everywhere, their whole idea was they wanted mm-hmm. anything that they did as a brand to almost feel like it went through a machine that like um, that bubbleized it, like turned it into like airy bubbles and unique kind of you know this whole. Um, like fantasy with the colors and the, the the textures and everything we're going to do. So I was like, wow, that's a really cool way to think about it. So we we have that, and that ethos has also some summary and examples of brands that represent this new this new tone. And that way, they're signing off on everything. So I go, look, this is this has legs. This is the reason we're doing this is it's going to help identify and find the, the, help the consumer find your product even better. So once we have this all wrapped up into about a five- or six-page document, that's what's signed off on, and now we can go and execute. And based on whatever the scope of services is, I try to do a pretty broad kind of spectrum timeline. It doesn't get too detailed because I don't think I've ever – I've tried as best as I can to stick to a timeline, but clients, their worlds are, are you know – something might have happened in the ingredients and, or uh, a supplier of their, their food. So a hiccup and a, and a, um, a pause happened a lot in that kind of world. So sometimes Mm -hmm. timelines are a little bit off, but I'm finding that just this kind of, this, this bucket or this kind of process is working really good now because I'm learning. And I think, like you said, Wes, you can't just Put something together and, and, and execute it and, and claim it's going to work with your clients. Um, if you take into um, listening to all these different things and kind of hearing from others' advice and building your own process and then adapting it, I think we all agree too. We change it up all the time, just like our contracts, right?
1: If it doesn't work, fix sure. it. It evolves, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah. I could tell you on the. F- I think the point oh, yeah. is having some kind of process because, yes. like, and what I found is like clients like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know how kids crave uh rules yep in a way (laughs) it's like client it's the same kind of thing like i think clients feel like they're in better hands if they know oh oh, this guy's got a process yep like it's not just loosey-goosey whatever kind of emails back and forth post-it notes you know it's like
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that's true and 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 that brings up a great point because i think there's still the, the the you're gonna have all the skills of the designer and the brander and the, and the marketer, but what's really going to make a huge difference, just like a job interview or just like anything is the, we got to start thinking of the the soft skills and the things that are, I think sometimes they don't think are going to get from a creative and that's you being punctual, that's you being attentive. And that's you really like plugging into the process and looking professional from their, from their, you know, advan- their, uh, um, uh,
0: you know, yeah. situation,
2: making sure that your case studies and everything you're building are relevant to them, following up with them, being confident and professional. I, I read a great article that was even saying about like having a, uh, the, the, the handshake and the the body language of when you first meet, or even if it's not physical, how you are on the phone and all these little things, the more buttoned up you are on those skills, make you feel more confident in your, in your other, in your design and your, and your other skills. So don't, Lose sight of that side too, because they're 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 interviewing you beyond just that. They want to know is this a, a great personality? Is this someone we're going to enjoy working with? So those have been really helpful. Yeah. And um, like mm-hmm. I was telling you guys earlier before we were recording, the team I met today, we had instant chemistry and we just hit it off so quickly. And I have left going, that's "God, such a nice I wish bonus. I wish for this for yeah. like everybody," because it was like hopefully yeah. that's the stuff you just hope. Is gonna naturally be a good fit. And when we identify that right from the very beginning, and I could tell you even more because these guys are almost going rogue. They they are going away from some agency that's being used right now by their their one of their shareholders, and they are like, hmm. We don't, we wanna show them this is how it's done. We you sold us. So to me, I'm like, damn, that's the best feeling in the world. That that that's those are those clients that you're like. Give me more of
1: these, please. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. so you're like a little branding homewrecker, dude. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're the other woman. I love it. Isn't that great? (laughs) It's so it's
2: so interesting. But um, I felt, but then there's an added responsibility. Like, all right, you telling me that means I'm going to kick ass even more because I want to show that I know now you are you're going out on a level. The wow
0: factor becomes increased. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And and it's also like it's a fun exciting, very animated product. So I'm like excited to get into it even more because it's like, right. It just, maybe it's, you know, sometimes too, I think it's like the climate of what you've been working on. You need something every once in a while to be like, oh, that's such a 180. I can't wait. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're at with that. And um, so I'm learning, I think with the final notes on this, I'm learning each and every time. Like, you know what works, you know what doesn't. I think um, if you have multiple avenues for new clients to come f- to c- come into your world th- then all of this if you don't have that all of this doesn't really mean anything to you Proce- you're not going to have a client to work with so make sure those funnels are working for you and have champions out there that will help bring them to you through referral because I'm telling you those are the best ones by far for me at least mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of my my process of onboarding in a nutshell.
1: Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So Mikkel, do you have anything anywhere you differ in the way you take on a new client?
0: I, I do a hell of a lot. And I think that's okay for the sake of this discussion. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, everybody processes for their business are distinct in their own way. I don't of course, now that I say this out loud, I'm going to have to start soliciting myself. But I've been very lucky. Um, a lot of a lot of our work is by means of referrals, so there is a foundation that's been established at the forefront for the most part. Uh-huh. So kickoffs and proposals and onboarding all together is oftentimes extremely casual, extremely casual. Uh-huh. Um, and it, to a point where it's almost a little bit uncomfortable, I have to say, <laughs> to, to, um, submit, um, contractual agreements that I need signatures for. Cause you, cause casual it's so it
2: casual. Oh, that's interesting. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. But I do it anyway. And do I do, do, do it like, in a do you manner. How kind of approach that? Oh, sorry, Wes. Say it again.
1: How do you segue like from kind of that casual mm-hmm. relationship to the the more formal? Like, oh, I sure. need it signed by you. How does that work?
0: Yeah. Um. Make it funny. I I, I do. I sometimes <laughs> yeah. make it kind of humorous and or, or just or, say yeah, just human. something. Say something. Yeah. yeah. Say something along the lines of. This is where it gets a little annoying just for initiation <laughs> purposes, but here's what I need just to, to have it all documented for um and they're always like, "No, you're running a business. It's fine, you know." And yeah. um I never say sorry. I don't um apologize for yeah. the for for the process, you know. We are running a business here. Um but at the same time you know, sometimes we we will meet face-to-face over co- coffee so that I can get a, a sense for what the project will entail. Sometimes it's over the phone. Sometimes it's via Skype or or Google Hangouts. Um, sometimes it's just a, a phone call. Um, and they oftentimes um, will start by asking us, you know, what – I don't act – like, act like I'm a complete idiot here – and I do feel that way what do where do we start like what do I what am I supposed to do? what are the expectations? And I actually really l- love that um, because you can kind of spell everything out and lay everything out so that um, you know there's no surprises on either end mm-hmm. and I always need I always need reference points um, I don't I will keep that first meeting. No more than 30 minutes so that if it doesn't go through, um, it doesn't feel wasted. Um, I request the 50% down actually very, very quickly.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We've learned. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. Yep. Um, Gotta and, be done. And, you know, and it's interesting. Sometimes... I mean, I'm, I have, um, there's a, there's a dental company that one of my best guy friends from high school is running and with his dad and he's extremely late on a, on a payment right now. And it it doesn't matter. I'm bringing this up only because even if you do have a foundation, don't just be under the assumption that, oh, they're trustworthy. We have history. No, it's, it's going to be fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um I hate to say it, those are the ones <laughs> that will take advantage first because of the comfortness. Oh, that's
0: not the case for me, but oh, I'm just pointing out gotcha. that that is definitely something that can happen. Yep. Yeah. Um don't get too cozy. Yep. Um in other words. But but yeah, I um
2: Oh, my livelihood? No, nah, that's not important anyway. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's true. I I we're, uh, I know. Gosh.
0: I know. Um I even will have accounts that just know that I have great reseller um, vendor relationships that guarantee a you know discount of some sure. sort. Yeah, and all I do is process um, purchase orders for them. I don't. I don't ever. Uh, there's no conceptual design. There's no production. Oftentimes, I just process the order, but. That takes time. Hmm. I review the proof. I send it over to them. And I will request Half Down for that little bit too at the forefront. It doesn't matter. It's still work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's still work. There are certain instances where I'll do like kind of take on some kind of SEO work for a client, but I'm outsourcing Uh that. But I'm still getting paid for sure. like project managing that whole thing. Yeah. Because otherwise I would – why wouldn't they just work with that – with my vendor, you know, on their own. So if I'm going to be the middleman, I need to get something for, I need to wet my beak a little bit on that action. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then just as there are perhaps major distinctions between onboarding, depending on the account for us, there's also a distinction when it comes to whether I even bother from a project management standpoint, making introductions with support team members, like a developer or a copywriter or a support designer, uh-huh. I I may not at all. I may I may mention to the client that um, I'm collaborating with, you know, an individual or individuals. Um, t- just so that there's no dark secrets, but no, I, I sometimes that, that driver's seat is more important and there's too, there's too much, uh, too many moving parts. Yeah. And it would convolute things to make those interjections and, you know, get, get meetings underway. And, you know, it, it can confuse and, Overwhelmed, yeah. and, you're, more the, than it can and you're the only person
2: that can decide on that too. That's the cool thing about that. It's like some people would would mind it, but you're you, you 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 know, in your world, that just doesn't make sense. Like, you know what I mean? But you keep the transparency alive. That yeah, we're using other people. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I and I I've, do. Uh,
0: that transparency is very key. I mean i I even have to be completely frank about something that's in the wings right now. I have a meeting this afternoon that, you know, it's, it's after 12 noon here. So I know it will happen and I won't be in labor, but. (laughs) 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 But, um, Jason and I have had a number of discussions about this. This could be the start of a very great relationship ongoing with a number of projects in, Mm. in the hopper. And. We just moved into a new house, like good timing, you know, all that. I've got oh. my support staff lined up, you know, things are lining up nicely, but they don't know. They're not aware that I'm pregnant at all. Oh, no. And the I'm reason. I mean, you're not that pregnant. I know. I'm only due to. Just I'm only due pregnant. tomorrow. <laughs> my due date is only tomorrow. Isn't that funny? Oh, yeah. my God. But, I mean, but, um, the reason I'm mentioning this is because sometimes things can get too chummy. Do you guys know what I mean? Like yeah. you're running a professional yeah. business. They don't need this is a very new relationship. They don't need to know um when I I'm why I have a hard stop at three because I need to go pick up Oakley from uh, Montessori. I, I, I they I don't totally, need to know
2: I totally agree on that there's so many times yeah. where I think we feel, I think we're so accustomed to like when you called in sick to work or something that you had to have the best excuse yeah. every time. Yeah. And you don't, and you have to, f- you don't need that. The cough. Yeah. You don't yeah. have, you don't need that now. Right. Right. I think, right. Don't I think take a lot a cough. of times That's too, good I find you're it. better off not saying anything, but just, yes, it's it's a yes or no, or a hard stop at this and leave it at that. You're right. I think. It, yeah. Cause it's, cause if you'd said something like I have an important meeting after that, I can't, and then five seconds yeah. later, they see you on Instagram doing something. You're you're caught. Yes. But if you didn't say anything, you can right. do anything you want.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And you I don't know, owe anyone I, your personal they, life yep. right off the right off the bat. Like that comes right. with time. You have to be kind of yes. You know, whenever you're on one of these sales calls or whatever, mm-hmm. I do like to be a little you know little bit of breeziness in the beginning. Yes. A little bit of kind of banter. And that's different. Just to not go. Yes. Yeah. But I don't get into the personal stuff right away. Yeah.
0: No. But I know you're talking even long term too. There's a way to, yeah, there's a way to kind of pad that in and cushion that in and kind of decide selectively what's wise um, with a brand new relationship versus the areas that will benefit you for not sharing. Down In the long haul. Exactly. Um, yeah. This particular uh, um, client asked, you know, earlier this week, can you come see us, please? They're just outside of Seattle. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do now, you know? Um, <laughs> just hide and- your
1: stomach behind a pillow like on sitcoms when <laughs> the actress is pregnant and she doesn't want to. <laughs> that would be so I d- So
0: Jason is the one that put- that brought this up. And he's, he's like... You don't have to let them know why you're requesting that it be that you, to, to take it virtually via live chat mm-hmm. conference. No, versus not. You're, you're you thinking that them, they,
2: they have no you,
0: idea. You're you you are in control too. You tell them here's what I can do. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, I was like, ah, you know, for, you know, overthinking everything. It doesn't have to be that way. What should I tell them? Oh, we just moved. Oh, maybe I can just. Share with them that it's just not the best timing because X, Y, and Z. No, just simplify it. Mm
2: -hmm. You're right.
0: I'm not able to leave the immediate area, right, you know, these days. (laughs) The answer is
2: no, damn it. Why? (laughs) No, I'm I'm actually
0: not able to physically make a trip out to see you guys for the Mm -hmm. next few weeks. But would love to kick off these exciting projects you've got in the hopper. And um, you know, at, at these, t- you let them know when you're available. Yeah. You know, positive, positive. Yep. Here's my availability. G- green light, go. Let's make this happen.
2: Yeah. And and if you knew yeah. that like a face to face was absolutely positively you know needed in some way, you, you just you find another way or you just do it. But like I know exactly what you're saying is like today was interesting mm-hmm. too. I I don't never I don't really usually go and meet someone before. We've maybe further down the road with the process, but because I had met them at the trade show, we had great conversations Mm -hmm. via email and I knew squeezing Mm -hmm. it in this morning was going to be totally worth my while. And luckily it worked out great. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah, so it could have easily. And then on the flip side, I had a random come through, uh, through, um, email and was like instantly asking, can we meet tomorrow? I was like, we haven't even Mm. spoke live yet. I was like, chill. Like <laughs> let's get, let's mm-hmm. let's go mm-hmm. through the process here. Yeah,
0: good for you. Right? That's similar because I used that's, to do that's... that. I
2: would be like, "Boom!
0: Oh yeah, let's talk." You let's, bend over, bend over, some, bend over. I know. Yeah,
2: I and, know. And I know. I think we've learned, but I think overall, like you were saying earlier, I think it just comes off. It helps the professional part of you look more Me professional, too. look more buttoned up, um, because you have it's like, "Hey, wait, we have a qualification thing first. Let's talk about this." Yeah, and they right? see
0: you more as that. Du- you know, <sighs> director is not the right word, but do you know what I principal. mean?
2: Principal, principal, like mm-hmm. something. Um, you're not a pixel pusher. Yeah,
0: that's because there's a weakness if you're just accommodating all the freaking time.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a big. People want to know that you're kind of in demand, and you've got a schedule mm-hmm. and all that kind of yes. stuff. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. If you're too available, without it being
0: too far at that end, there's a happy mid range there for sure.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, well, we're running a little long here. Um, you guys want to head over to the listener question? Let's
2: do it. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool deal. So this week we got one from I'll find it here. Dora Sophia, and Dora says. When applying for jobs, I dread hearing the question, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself. I feel robotic if I jump into my work history, and I feel unprofessional if I talk about my hobbies or personality quirks. Should I go over my CV and cover letter, assuming the interviewer hasn't read through it all? What are some points you expect an interviewee to hit when asked this question? Um, way to go, Dora. Well, this is a Yeah. This is an interesting one, and I I got to admit, like, I didn't really know how I would answer this because it's not like I do a lot of interviewing. And if I did, I probably wouldn't ask this question. Like, this is probably just, I I, I don't know. I don't think it's the best question to ask in an interview, probably, but. But it is asked. And I think that's the, like, you can't control it. What are you going to do? Not answer
2: it. Like, I think this is like a very vanilla question. Um, But unfortunately, I think it's being asked a lot. So you got to have something kind of prepped,
1: you know? Exactly. Do you guys have any answers for how, what you think she should hit on for that?
2: I, I had something, I I look back to some notes that I had a speaker come into my class and talk about this because they're always asking like those, like what, how do I, how do I ask questions in an interview? And, but Mm -hmm. on the other end, one of the hardest things was the two biggest things that came up was this question. And then also to like, what am I, what are your strengths and weaknesses? That's the worst one. Like, when you're asked to ask about yeah. weaknesses, but when it comes to tell me a little bit about yourself or in that zone, I think it's the the, th- the three pillars were making sure that you're talking about past experiences with proven success. So thinking about it could be as easy as like, I have been a graphic designer in in, in the industry for four years now. My experiences included, you know, packaging point of purchase display and catalog design, but my successes were in, maybe, you know, um, really in packaging. That's what, those are my strengths. So if you focus on mm-hmm. the experiences and the skills that are going to be most relevant to, you know, don't forget, you would have that job rec right in front of you. So the blueprint to your answers to this question are right there. So if it's stressing, you know, social media or UI UX, you, you shoot the shit about that as much as you can, right? So yeah. making sure your strengths are engaged and equal to what they're asking for. But then don't forget, talk goals because in most cases you're either giving up a job or you're switching or moving to a new job. So talk about why you're even looking for a new gig. And that could be, you know, Mm -hmm. as easy as I'm looking to find a company that can really keep me on board for a while. And I can learn a lot more about this industry. So it's Mm -hmm. experience, success, strengths, and goals. So, okay have have something you don't want to again sound too prepared but as long as you think of that i think you might have a really good answer. and we tested it and it was great too because once you see those four words or whatever just talk freely and kind of now all you're doing is introducing yourself top line and you don't you don't go into the personal or the or the little quirky things like she was saying which is a great way to say it like yeah. don't do that let that come naturally in your conversation down the road but just give them the It's kind of like your objective in your resume, you know? Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just, like, I cheated and just watched a a YouTube video about this from someone who knows about it better than I do (laughs) um, because I do the research, damn it. So, yeah, what I found, it agrees with you. So, basically, um, what they're not asking for is personal or family stuff. Uh, They want it to just be – they're really looking for relevant information about your qualifications, the job and like to really, you know, to borrow from that our speaker that one time, tell a story um, of an achievement that you've had, you know, basically qualifications of work and a story about something you've achieved, um, whether that's, it should be something quantifiable, hopefully, like you were able to save time at your company or save money somehow with through something you did. Um, And then the big thing is, is... At the end, you want to bring up what you know about the role and exactly why you're a good fit for it. Yeah. So you're bringing up what you know about the role, which shows that you've done your homework and you know what they're looking for. Bring up some responsibilities that you know were expected of you. And I know that. And this is why I'm perfect for it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Dude, that's great. That's really good. I, mean,
2: I think it's, you know, I've even been asked this claim credit for it. I've even been asked this when I've met with new clients, like it's kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how'd you get into this? Like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, 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 I think it, it, where do you start? it could be in a networking thing where it just, you know, uh, it, Hey, be that aggressive person, go out there, meet, meet and greet, introduce yourself. But you, you might be asked this by even just a random stranger. So like, um, but having the right answer means, uh, maybe you can get into onboarding them as a client down the road, right? Because you impress yeah. them. Right. So right. just keep that in right. mind. We all, we all have some strengths and some good things and it's okay to talk that you, you have goals and you want to change
1: things. D- being stagnant's not good. You yeah, know, exactly. so yeah, very cool. any. Anything you'd like to add, Mikhail, Before no, we Nick, you covered that so well. Oh, thanks. You covered yeah. that really well. Thanks. We've yeah. we've been talking
2: to a lot of people in this world because so, it's like we got we're about a month and a half away from my students graduating right now. So like, imagine being in that position. Thank oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> yeah, no Oof. doubt. It's it's scary stuff. So we've got some really good uh, speakers coming in the last few weeks that have been just really giving some knowledge. So I'm excited. Nice, yeah.
1: All right, well, cool. Thanks for sending that question in, Dora. And if you want to be like Dora, send in your questions to questions at dot com. And of course, we love our audio questions. So, grab a mic, record yourself, ask a question into the mic, and then send that file over to questions at dot com. And we'll play your uh, we'll play your voice right here on the show. There you go. You you too can be a a third third rate internet podcast celebrity. So. Um, that's what we're looking for over here. So, and you can also send in questions via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Um, yeah, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up? All good. No, that was a that was okay. a good
0: discussion. I, Wes, yeah. I'm glad that you decided to do an onboarding one today.
1: Well, you know, I'm glad to have you on board, Mikel. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> on board with the but, idea. Um, <laughs> with that. Ooh, not gonna do better than that. With, <laughs> uh, with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.
0: <laughs> yeah.